Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 286 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. How the hell are you guys doing today? It is, well, what the fuck is it? It is Thursday, March 4th, 2021, so we're well into the week here. Um, as you guys know, we do Wednesday through Saturday here, so we still have two more days after this, so don't worry about, excuse me, so don't worry about not getting your Other Ground Live. I am here for you. Uh, let's see. What do you guys want to talk about today? I'm in a shitty mood. We're not going to go into why, but uh, it's not been a great day for Jay. So hopefully the show will go much better. As always, if you want to call in to talk about your shit, call in. If you want to call in to talk about my shit, that's even better. Uh, if you want to type it out in the chat box, good fucking luck. I don't read that shit. <laughs> I will try, but I'm, I'm, I am shitty at it. So don't be offended if I don't notice your comment. It's just because I'm really bad at this shit. All right. Uh, if you guys don't have anything you want to start off with, I will go ahead and pick a topic right now because I saw a headline that I wanted to read more about. Um, remember that fire festival thing that happened, uh, what, two, three years ago at this point? Uh, for people hiding underneath the rock, uh, the fire festival was this really high-end, um, like, luxury um, concert outing. That, that was the idea. It was going to be, a, like, on a private island, a whole bunch of amazing acts, uh, and it would be like high class camping. Everyone would get like amazing, like pavilion style tents, and there'd be catered meeting meals. And if this sounds like amazing and cool, it's because that was the intention. It was, it was also supposed to be expensive as fuck. I think tickets started at five thousand dollars a piece and then went up, you know, depending on what kind of uh, accommodations and upgrades you went for. And uh, the reason we're talking about it uh, is because it went to total shit. <laughs> the the people got there. Uh, their the accommodations were leaky tents. Uh, the, the high end dining were like styrofoam boxes of sandwiches, um, not even great sandwiches, like, you know, sad sandwiches, uh, and no bands ended up showing up. <laughs> I think one band made it to the actual island and then immediately said, fuck it and turn around and left. Cause I saw what a shit show it was. I could be wrong. Uh, I think that was like one of those nineties type bands, like why haven't been blink 81. I, I don't know. Fucking, uh, who, who knows on that point, but the point being, it went to shit. And as it got investigated more and more, it realized people realized they went to shit on purpose, kind of, because they never intended to fill, fulfill any of these promises. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because I saw a uh, article just now. Uh, and I'll, as you guys know, I just read the headlines when I'm trying to find stuff to talk about. So the article may or may not actually be entertaining. <laughs> but the headline was. Fire Festival founder breaks silence in first TV interview from jail. I knowingly lied to them. Well, there you go. That confirms something that pretty much everyone knew already. Um, on ABC's The Con Fire Festival Wednesday, which focused on the disastrous 2017 music festival and its founder, Billy McFarland. Isn't he a singer? Didn't, didn't he do uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy? Anyways, but the disgraced organizer finally broke his silence from his jail cell in his first televised interview since being sentenced to six years in prison. Uh... uh and of course, it goes on to say, for the most part, that he, you know, the headline is bullshit. He's he. The interview is mostly him trying to make excuses. You know, like his one of his lines. When I think about the mistakes that were made and what happened, there's just like no way I can describe it other than like, what the fuck was I thinking? And I think that applies to so many people on so many decisions that I made. <laughs> you know. Um, And obviously, you know, okay, here's what uh, he said that uh, during an episode which captured the making of the new Dumpster Fire podcast, 
uh, in which McFarland is currently 50% owner. I don't think I understand that sentence. Uh, McFarland admitted to lying to investors to swindle them out of 28 million. I knowingly lied to I knowingly lied to them to raise money for the festival. Yes, uh, McFarland also explained how, exactly how he did it. What I did was inflate our company's numbers, uh, how much money we had, how much money we were making, in order to raise overall money. I tried to justify it to myself. Well, you know, everybody's everyone has everybody has access to my bank account, and they all know what's going on, and so they just give us me more money. <laughs> That's how it, the the sentence actually goes. That wasn't me screwing up. We're going to make this happen. We all know that it's happening. But in reality, everyone didn't understand, you know, what was going on in my head. He's currently in federal prison for uh, with two more years on a sentence. And he says his biggest regret is lying to people who put their trust in him. <laughs> that dude is so full of shit. Uh, it is so full of shit. And yeah, um, oh, I'm reading back uh, Bobby McFarland. Oh, okay, well, there you go. See, I knew it was something like that. It was close. I was so close. I, I think I deserve like a silver silver medal for that one. Yes, that's it. God, I'm slurry today. Aren't I? I know I'm slurry every day. It's probably the uh, brain damage, <laughs> but a little more today than, than uh, normal, it seems. All right. Uh, and, you know, I remember when it happened, laughing my ass off at all the rich people that, uh, you know, got scammed. But later on, I actually kind of felt bad about that because no one deserve, deserves to be scammed. Rich people have, you know, have feelings too and i imagine you know for us it was like ah ha ha for them it was a shitty experience and some of them uh, in some cases some of them felt like a slightly dangerous experience um because of the circumstance and what was going on but uh do you think i don't know i think six mil six years rather is not really enough for that sort of crime uh he did bilk investors of like 26 million dollars i mean if you told me I would go to jail for six years for stealing $26 million. Uh, as long as I could keep the $26 million, I'd seriously consider that proposition. <laughs> um, so I don't think that's like a, a, a high enough sentence for him, even a little bit. And that's just on the investment side of it. Uh, that of course the entire uh, actual concert thing uh, is, is such a clusterfuck that I don't even know what kind of charges you would get for that kind of shit. Um, fraud. I don't know, but yeah, he, uh, he, uh, He's a shitty person. He should probably be in jail for longer than he is. All right, let's see what else we got today. Uh, I saw an article uh, confirming something that a lot of us knew. Uh, this is good. This is Marvel uh, WandaVision stuff, but it's not a uh, spoiler. So uh, uh, the actor that plays Vision, Paula Bettany, I think his name is, uh, did an interview really early into the series. Like, I think they got released like the second episode or third episode or something like that where he said he was really looking forward to a, a certain episode because he got to work with an amazing actor that he'd always wanted to work with and never had the chance to before. So uh, there were uh, lots of guesses uh, upon who this awesome actor must be because he's worked with most of the people in the Marvel Universe, so you would think it would have to be basically you know, a new person, which made people think, oh, this is how they're going to introduce, like, one of the X-Men or one of the, or, or all these other different superheroes like they, they were, they were thinking like, you're going to see, um, um, the guy that played, uh, fucking one of the, one of the, one of the versions of the uh, guy that played professor X or possibly Hugh Jackman for a Wolverine thing or, uh, Michael Fassbender for a Magneto thing. But no, uh, -uh. <laughs> turns out, uh, he was talking about himself. Uh, if anyone who saw the preview for next week's episode, you saw that, uh, white vision was going to be on the show so basically a different version of vision 
which was, of course, going to be played by Paul Bettany himself. So, so he, and he just recently uh, um, let let the cat out of the bag that that's exactly what he was talking about. Because, uh, you know, um, you saw, cause we saw in the, pro, the post-credit scene that uh, showed the birth of White Vision, and it, uh, the article is saying this, the scene left many WandaVision fans with the same question. Is the actor Bettany tout, touted for weeks just himself? And the answer is yes. Uh, he his quote was you know when you think something is going to be funny and you say it and you panic about it that's what i did uh bettany who said on good morning america ahead ahead of the finale's airing fans started guessing who it might be they were guessing people like benedict cumberbatch or patrick stewart i was thinking god that's a good idea and they're going to be so disappointed when they find out it's me <laughs> so uh and he's right i'm a little disappointed that we're not going to see some sort of cool uh actor in the show that we were you know had not been expecting but that's a pretty fucking funny troll <laughs> that was pretty funny I, I enjoyed that quite a bit uh that's a perfect troll you know and uh sorry i'm rubbing my eyes oh sorry day. <clears throat> and he knew exactly what he was doing and that's fucking awesome and i like him 10 percent more just for doing that i can appreciate a good troll oh let's see I'm sorry I don't have topics. I know I never have topics, but I feel worse about it today than the average day. <laughs> Let's go on over to the OG and see what they're talking about. Um, you guys know where the OG is? It's the Other Ground. Other Ground is the off-topic forum for a mixed martial arts forum, mixedmartialarts.com, whose main forum is called the Other Ground. And now you know why the show's name was named. Yes, it's fucking stupid. I realize it. <laughs> oh, God. What are they talking about over here today? Um, I don't see anything offhand, but actually, uh, let's talk about something that my wife told me. And since it's something my wife told me, of course, the details might be a little bit fuzzy. Uh, but she says there's been like a series of uh, earthquakes in New Zealand uh, over the last like six or 12 hours or some shit like that. And uh, a couple of them like supposedly really strong, which struck me as weird because when i went to yahoo maybe it's because i i don't have anything set for like u.s new, uh world news or anything like that but uh i haven't seen anything about it yet and that sounds like a big deal do you guys know anything about that the uh earthquakes in new zealand or uh like she reading like an old article or something like that uh little stabby says 7.5 yeah yeah okay yeah that's a pretty fucking serious one uh so hopefully there's nothing bad going on over there i know we have people listening in uh that area and uh we certainly wish them the best and hopefully it's not a big deal because it earthquakes are weird like that because you know um a lot of it depends on just where exactly it's located you know um a 5.5 in a bad spot you know can fuck up more shit than like a 7.5 out in the middle of nowhere obviously um and that's uh that's kind of a scary thing it's one of the reasons i never went to california uh um, when when a couple of my buddies did years and years and years ago because you know the earthquakes are a real thing uh i'm a man of science and I do know that um, uh, California is eventually not going to be there anymore. It's not an if, it's a when. Uh, it could be mm, right now, or it could be a couple hundred years from now. But the scientists say that it's going to happen, and it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. Um, <clears throat> uh, Wolfcastle says he's been in California 49 years, and there's never been any sort of scary earthquake where uh, I was. Well, there you go. That's a, that's a good spot of California to be. Uh, and I don't know the details on it, but, you know, just from all the, these things I've read over the years and all this good stuff that uh, I would uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I move to California. I don't know. I might not think about it at all, but I might. It's uh, it is something that goes on. Uh, every pretty much every state out there has something that's not awesome about it. Uh, California is uh, obviously a beautiful state and has lots of good things going for it, but it has like earthquakes and wildfires and mudslides. So um, no place is perfect. Uh, people will defend where they come from, you know, to the death. Obviously, uh, I'll defend Michigan to the death because it's a Beautiful fucking state. Michigan is not Detroit. Detroit's a very small part of the, of uh, Michigan. Michigan overall overall is an outdoor wonderland. If you like nature, Michigan is the spot for you. Um, but uh, and it, but it has its shitty parts. And when I say shitty parts, we're not talking about cities and things like that. Every city, there's not a state in the country that doesn't have a shitty city in it. <laughs> it's kind of it's almost a prerequisite to be a state. Um, but when I say about you know like. Michigan's shitty because the weather's the weather sucks in the winter in the winter. Um, but that's about the only really bad thing about uh, Michigan. We don't even really get tornadoes. You will get like a couple of year down in the southern end of it because we're right on the very tip of Tornado Alley. But t- statistically speaking, it's it's a non-entity. Um, but of course, the weather sucks really bad. And you know, all kinds of every place has parts about it that suck. Like uh, a lot of the South is. Uh, is really nice as far as weather goes by goes but like they have horrible mosquito problems or insect problems or if you get more south like snake fucking problems uh like i've always wanted to live in australia uh, excuse me not australia although that'd be cool um arizona or new mexico or like one of those desert states because you know uh i you don't have any uh, you know uh snow or even rain really and i'm not a fan of either of those but then again you get there you have stuff like fucking spiders and scorpions and shit uh, yeah, so, you know, that wouldn't be awesome. So I, basically there's no, uh, fucking spot in the country. That's perfect. Perfect. Oh, I need a drink of water. Give me a second. Oh, <clears throat> bullshit. You guys talking about in the fucking chat box. Now, how hot is a typical summer day when you're in jail? I don't know. I've never been in jail. You know, uh, no prison can hold me. <laughs> Arizona doesn't seem like a fun place to live. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's very hot, uh, but I don't know. Would you, I would trade very hot for. See, and I, I, I can't make a statement like that because I've never been there, not even for an extended period of time. You know, uh, certainly not for an extended period of time. Not at all, really. That's why I've said over and over again, if I ever was given the place to the chance to live wherever I want, I would have to travel for quite a while before I made that choice. I mean, because you never know. You might think that you want like hot, dry weather and then you get there and you fucking hate it. Or go down to Florida because I thought, you know, I, I figure I'm tired of the snow and find out the summers are a humid mess and I hate it even more, which I kind of doubt <laughs> since I'm so fucking done with snow. But you don't know that. Um, there's very, uh, it's, it's very hard to, uh, pin down a great area. Like if you go by climate, I found a fucking awesome place. Um, the high highs in the summer are in the seventies. Uh, the, the lows in the winter are in the fifties. So, or like low fifties. So at, at any time of the year, it's somewhere between 50 and 75. It never gets hotter than 75. It never gets colder than 50. So you're thinking, oh my God, that's got to be a fucking amazing place. But it's in, was it Washington? Yeah, Washington, like the state of Washington. It was either Washington or Oregon. I can't remember which one. I want to say Washington. In a little spot 
in between the ocean and where that uh, their mountains are. Uh, that it's apparently just like perfect fucking climate. Perfect. But it's fucking rainy as fuck there. <laughs> it's almost never sunshiny. Uh, the, 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 like less than a third of their days actually get sunshine. So, and it rains a shitload. So basically the weather is always ba- um, a misty rain from what I understand. So if you just look at the, the numbers, you'd think, oh, why? That'd be a great place to live. No hot summers, no cold winters. But then you get there and it's fucking like mist, damp and misty the entire fucking year. And I imagine that would be shitty. <laughs> so once again, that'd be a place I'd have to live at for a while to uh, know whether I, that would, I would be cool with that. Um, you know, with Arizona, I'm sure there's no humidity at fucking all, which sounds good because, you know, uh, humidity, it makes everything suck. But uh, that's only to a certain point. You don't want it to be super duper dry, I don't think. I know when I was in Oklahoma, uh, and that's not even a desert state. That's kind of like an in-between state. Uh, I got nosebleeds all the time because the humidity in uh, Oklahoma is substantially less than it is in Michigan. Michigan's a high humidity state. You can you can kind of understand just by looking at it. <laughs> it's surrounded by water, and there's a bazillion lakes. So there's no such thing as really super duper low humidity there. Um, so I'm not sure if I'd be comfortable in a really super low humidity thing. Uh, I would think so, but my body might not. Once again, I'd have to experience it for an extended time. Um, there are places where you, I think that you'd probably be okay. Like Hawaii looks nice. Hawaii looks like it's a fucking awesome temperatures all the time. Um, but then again, you might not like, like, uh, it'd be hard to find something not to like about Hawaii, but I've never been there. So I don't know. You might not like the locals or something. I don't, yeah, geez, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, or you th- oh, you th- you'd feel better. You know what? I might. I mean, because I, I have shitty lungs and I assume humidity doesn't do that, do that any good. As a matter of fact, I know it doesn't do any good. I remember one time going to see my brother graduate from basic training. So I was like 14 or 15 and uh, my mom broke her long standing tradition of never leaving the house. Um, and to this day, I'm surprised this happened because this is so fucking out of character for her. Um, I, but I think she missed her son so much, uh, my brother. Uh, she took a bus from Michigan to South Carolina to see him graduate. And, and I went with her because she needed somebody to go with her. Um, and it was a sucky bus bus trip. And I've told you guys stories about stuff that's happened on this trip before, uh, the exploding baby uh, being one of them. But the reason I bring it up uh, this time is because I remember getting to South Carolina and you the bus doors opened and we got out and it hit you like a fucking wall of humidity. And I step off the bus and I can't breathe all so- fucking sudden. I mean, it was a, a, a obvious and noticeable difference in like breathing just because of how fucking humid it was. It was amazing. Uh, you know, uh, so I know really high humidity is fucking horrible. <sighs> no one wants your farts. Keep those in Wisconsin. I don't live in Wisconsin. I live in Michigan. I've never been to Wisconsin. Um, apparently they have good cheese. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got to talk about today. Going back to mighty Yahoo News. God, it's such a shitty news site. It really is. I don't know why I go here. Just because all the other ones are just shitty too. Yeah, like so much news is just stuff that I don't care about. I don't. Is, does that mean I'm bitter? Um, I'm a bitter old man. Or basically, you know, 
Royal Insider reveals why Harry and Meghan married. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, I never understood the entire, entire royal obsession here in America. Over in England, I can understand it. It's part of your culture and you know, it, it affects your day-to-day -day life and all, all that good stuff. You know, But here in America, why would you guys give a shit about the, the social aspects of the royal family? <laughs> oh, drag says you care more than we do i can see that i mean i think i think maybe it's the fact that uh since we we don't have royalty and have never had royalty we're obsessed with other countries royalty because it's such a curiosity to us maybe um it's a tourism thing <laughs> i could see that uh but yeah so it's i god i remember and it's always been a thing i remember watching night court you guys remember night court Night Court is a fucking great sitcom. It's an 80s sitcom about uh, a night courthouse, about a judge who proceeded over night proceedings in uh, New York City, which was the first time that I found out that they held court at night. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know uh, um, if other cities do that. Is that just a New York City thing? Uh, but anyways, the reason I bring it up is because I remember uh, the... Um, Public defender, Christine, was it Christine? I think it was Christine, uh, played by Marky Post, a very pretty lady, had an obsession with like the royal family. And like she would invite the other uh, people at the courthouse to like Princess Die and parties and stuff like that, you know, uh, or like to watch the Queen's birthday or some shit like that. But uh, yeah, I remember, even back then it was a thing. That was a great show. I love Bull. <laughs> I've always been a big fan of uh, tall people, being a tall person myself. Um, that caps is J Bull. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, but here's a fun trivia fact: If you've ever seen the horrible uh, Ringo Starr uh, caveman movie, I think called Caveman. I really think that's the name of it. It's one of the worst movies I ever remember seeing. It's 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 ridiculously bad. Um, it's about a it's about a skinny uh, caveman trying to win the pretty caveman from the big brutish caveman. And basically the, his hijinks and, you know, I guess it wasn't that bad. I haven't seen it since I was a really young child. And I remember thinking that it was stupid. then. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is because um, the, my guy Bull had a, a minor part in that, uh, that I never knew until I like read through the um, credits. And if you've seen the movie, uh, you'll know that uh, when I say the abominable snowman, you know, I'm talking about which character and that was him. Like, oh, they, <laughs> So yeah, sorry, that was kind of a tangent. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Night Court. I think I think it was Night Court and then Cheers, or either Cheers or Cheers and then Night Court. But it was the two of them together, and that was always a, like a great hour of comedy. Because Cheers was obviously another good one that was a great uh, sitcom back in the day. Launched the career of Woody Harrelson, who uh, ended up being a pretty fucking good actor, as it turns out. You wouldn't have thought so watching Cheers. It's you know when he first started on there, you. Most people were pretty sure he was playing himself. <laughs> uh, let's see what is you guys talking about. Uh... <laughs> well, anyways, let's see what else we got to talk about today. Uh, 24 minutes into the show. We're going strong. It's being a great show. I'm glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, as always, if you have anything you want to talk about, feel free to call in or type it out into the chat box and I will try to get back to you on that. Oh, look, I've got a message on my private account. All right. We're not going to read on that right now. <laughs> I'm kind of a mod on that, uh, 
form. I'm not, but people think I am. So they send me their problems and all I can do is like send it on to the next person in line. But I get to see all kinds of interesting uh, problems from that uh, form. People have bitched about a lot of shit. <laughs> and there's a lot of bullshit that goes on there, which should be bitched about. I've got a guy that's getting hold of me now uh, saying that someone has doxxed him and, and knows all of his information and is threatening to post it on the internet. Um, and obviously I can't do shit about that, but I can pass it along to the uh, owner of the website. So that's what I do. Cap sells his ass. That's an interesting name. Says Cheers was just a tad bit better than Night Court. You know, a tad. Cheers. Well, I, I know a lot of people uh, think Cheers. I know Cheers is held in higher regard than Night Court was as far as comedies go. Um, but uh, I was always a Night Court fan myself. I was always a big a big fan of that one. What else was? I was always a big fan of the Cosby Show. A uh, big fan of Roseanne. I told you that story before that story before when I was growing up, I didn't have an awesome childhood. Uh, so I always kind of wished uh, Bill Cosby was my dad, but I also wished Roseanne was my mom, which would have made for a really interesting family <laughs> dynamic. But, uh, uh, yeah, that, I still did, you know, cause back then, you know, before, before all the shit went down, Bill Cosby was like the perfect fucking TV dad, you know, smart, funny, looked out for his kids, actually had a job. <laughs> um, and then while Roseanne certainly wasn't the perfect TV mom, um, I don't know, something about it just clicked and I felt like she'd be a good mom. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, it was sad times for Jay in later years, obviously. <laughs> when, when I found out, uh, you know, TV dad, dad was a fucking rapist. Uh, TV mom wasn't as bad, obviously, but she had a shitty time uh, with that entire, uh, poor comments on Twitter shit. So yeah, basically uh, it was bad times for, t for, for TV moms and dads for Jay. So what about you guys? Did you guys uh, have any sitcoms where uh, they held a special place in your heart for some reason or another? Uh, those were the, why I felt the way about the, those. Uh, another big one for me was uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, same reason, uh, family dynamic and all that good stuff. Um, God, that was a heartbreaker show a couple times, wasn't it? If you haven't watched The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you're doing yourself a disservice. It really was a great uh, sitcom. Um, just well done from start to finish, really. Wolf Castle keeps on saying WKRP in Cincinnati. You know what? Honestly, that's before my time. Um, and it was one of the ones that I didn't pick up in the second run, like I do some sitcoms. Like, you know, obviously, Sanford and Son was before my time as well. But I'm a big fan of that one because I saw a lot of the reruns. But, uh, um. Yeah, it was. Well, okay, let's put it this way. Well, let's find out. When did WKRP in Cincinnati air? It's, it aired in 1978, where, where I would have been um, five years old. So, yes, I think I can safely say that WKRP in Cincinnati was a little before my time. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, and, and it went from 82, at which point I would have been nine. So, yeah, I wasn't the target audience for WKRP in Cincinnati. And when it was on in reruns, it, it never caught my interest. So I've never really watched a lot of episodes of it. I'm familiar with the show, obviously. I've seen a couple episodes. I know about the famous turkey, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving turkey drop uh, episode. And uh, and it honestly, if it was on any place right now, I'd watch the shit out of it because uh, it turns out... Uh, uh, 
sitcom about a radio station hits my interest pretty pretty good so yeah i would love to see that now i just didn't wasn't interested in it when i was a child or a teenager so it would uh it, it wasn't even that i didn't like the show it wasn't really on that much so you know and, then, and when once uh nickelodeon tv land came out where where we start to be on a lot i was already in my teens and not really watching a lot of tv at that point uh let's see uh rocks that mentioned mash uh yeah you know that's one of those ones where i didn't like it much as a kid because uh, i didn't get any of the comedy of it but in later years whenever i've watched episodes uh, i enjoyed quite a bit like uh, i went through a mash uh a uh, fucking thing a couple years ago where i think i watched uh they had it on uh, pluto tv and i and i watched it like for like three days and caught most of the episodes um so yeah i like mash quite a bit now um Dragonoff says uh, he wants to go on record to say Frasier is the most overrated show ever. Um, Caps uh, sells his ass that he hated Frasier as well. <laughs> there is too many uh, Caps in my fucking chat box right now. This is getting confusing. <laughs> um, yeah, that one, I was not a Frasier fan. I didn't dislike it. It wasn't, one, it wasn't something that I really watched. It does have to be considered the most successful spinoff ever, though, doesn't it? I mean, I'm I'm not saying uh, um, that it was an amazing show, but as far as its success goes, can you think of a, a show that spun off of another show that was as successful as Frasier was? Because it won a whole bunch of awards, and I think it ran longer than fucking Cheers did, didn't it? Ellen. Um, oh, you mean Ellen, the, the sitcom turning into Ellen, the talk show? Caps to Lush says. Um, huh. I don't know if that qualifies as a spinoff. <laughs> Because yeah, one of them was a sitcom and the other one's a talk show. Where I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I guess you can call that a spinoff. Yeah, you'd write that. That definitely qualifies as a, as a pretty good, uh, a pretty good success if you if you put it in there. Um, here in my oh, Better Call Sal. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, a good a good example of a spinoff of the original. Um, I don't know, but. Okay, and I know you guys don't like Frasier, so uh, you're not going to like this statement, but if you look it up, it might be true. Frasier was probably more successful than Cheers was. I'm willing to bet if you go back and like look at the awards and shit like that and how long it ran, ran, uh, it would probably not be an unreasonable thing to say that Frasier was more successful than Cheers. Um, but then again, if we go back to that Ellen thing, the Ellen show was probably more successful than the L Ellen sitcom. <laughs> so still you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's definitely rare, though. Most of the time, the spinoff of the show sucks ass. Um, and, oh, Dragonoff's doing Google stuff. Cheers had more episodes. Did it? Did it run longer? It should have. I mean, it was a better show. But like I said, Frasier seemed to be wildly popular. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, let's see what else we want to talk about today. Oh, both hit 11 seasons. Oh, but there's just more seasons in the, in the Cheers ones. Excuse me, I gotta have a burp or something. Mm. Sorry. Oh, uh, because most spinoffs fucking suck ass. Those are easy to pick out. Uh, Joni loves Chachi is, I think, the fucking um, like number one failed spinoff, wouldn't it be? I mean, there's so many of them. It's it's fuck. Let's do that. that that's that'd be a fun Google search, right? Let's do that. Failed spinoff.
here we go. This is okay. This has got to be a good article. Nineteen spin off. Nineteen TV spin offs for breakout characters that nobody wanted. <laughs> okay, first off, this is a slideshow. I never do slideshows. Um, but we're gonna go ahead. Okay, number one, the Tortellis. Uh, I don't think these are in any particular order. This is nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, Dan Hedyas, shameless lout Nick Tortelli, along with his ditzy blonde bride, Loretta, were always good for a quick laugh on Cheers, where they drop by to absorb a few pot shops from Nick's ex-wife, Carla, before sleezing out the door. Okay, we're not going to read these because these are really, really, really long. Uh, but basically, the Tortellis was a um, spinoff that found the off-putting couple suddenly relocated to Las Vegas, where Nick obviously attempts to change his con artist ways by going legit as a TV repairman. And it was fucking horrible. <laughs> I've never seen that one, but uh, uh, just, just a couple of the shots of it look bad. All right, what's else, too? Beverly Hills Bunts. Um, and this is from uh, a spinoff of Hill, Hill Street Blues, where they took uh, the um, character... Uh, Lieutenant Norman Bunce and <laughs> gave him his own show. And you guys can imagine how that went. Ooh, Party of Five got a spinoff called Time of Your Life. Yeah, we will pass. <laughs> uh, no, this one is Ozzy's Girls. Oh, oh, The Adventures of Ozzy and Harrod has a spinoff. Okay, that's horrible as well. Uh, <laughs> Booker, do you guys remember Booker? It was in 1989. In a greedy effort to double 21 Jump Street's popularity with teen girls uh, and hedge its bets against Johnny Depp's rapidly rising star, Fox brought in another heartthrob to play high school detective in season three. Richard Grieco, Richard Grieco's Dennis Booker was an even looser cannon than Depp's Tony Hansen. Rocking extra rebellious leather jackets and Regularly getting in everyone's face, particularly depths. So they gave him a show and it was fucking horrible. <laughs> okay, this is a famous one. And this one makes me feel bad because this one should have done well. Uh, you guys are all know about uh, Three's Company, obviously. Uh, did you guys know there's a spinoff called The Ropers? That's right, The Ropers uh, with your favorite <laughs> TV landlords. <laughs> uh and obviously it didn't do well. Um, the show, which found Stanley and Helly Roper relocating to a Tony suburb and clashing with their new neighbors, uh, did great at first when it was still safely enscrolled in ABC's popular Tuesday night lineup. Uh, but when they moved it to another uh, night, it fucking failed. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. That one didn't go well at all. Let's see. Checking in, which is a... Uh, spin-off of the Jeffersons. That didn't go well at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and this, the premise of that one was uh, a Florence quitter job to become the head of housekeeping in a fancy Manhattan hotel. Uh, however, uh, the actress was fucking smart. Uh, she put a stipulation in her contract guaranteeing that she'd be able to return to the Jeffersons if the spin-off tanked. In the end, Gibbs missed just five episodes. <laughs> With Florence popping back up to offer the appropriately blasé explanation that her hotel full of colorful characters no one cared about had just burned down. 
<laughs> That's fucking funny, actually. Uh, let's see. There was a Columbo spinoff called Mrs. Columbo. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ in 1974 a contract dispute saw Red Fox walk away from Sanford and Sons for a stretch of nine episodes a problem the show solved by having Fred Sanford go to St. Louis for an exceptionally long funeral and leaving his best friend uh, the affable adult Grady in charge of the salvage yard briefly making Grady the Hickcom's star central character provide to be a decent stopgap solution in fact, the ratings were even higher than ever for that year. So, of course, the producers decided to give uh, Grady his own shot. <laughs> and fucking obviously it failed horribly. Grady did not deserve his own show. And here we are to Joni Loves Chachi, which I mentioned to you guys before. Uh, that's probably the most failed, uh, the most famous failed spinoff, rather, right? And Joni Loves Chachi is just Joni and Chachi going to live together. And apparently it was horrible. It came out in 1982, which I don't really remember. Uh, let's see. There was the Pebbles and Bam Bam show, which was a spinoff of the Flintstones, obviously. That uh, didn't do well. A Man Called Hawk. Oh, that's from Spencer for Hire. I've never seen either of those. <laughs> let's see. The Law... And Harry McGraw is, oh, it's a murder she wrote to fucking spin off. God, it's, some of these are like really reaching, isn't it? No. And of course, uh, we come to Joey. <laughs> um, which was uh, the, obviously the spin off of the friend show. And, uh, which that one kind of bummed me out. I mean, I didn't watch the show, but the actor always seemed like a cool dude. Uh, Mac, Matt LeBrock, I think his name is. Um, he played a doofus on that show, but the character, the actor himself, seemed like a cool dude. I, I know he's into cars and things like that. And as far as I know, after uh, Friends, he never really had anything successful. I mean, he had, like, I think a couple series that he tried, but nothing ever really worked out. I mean, he did better than most of the rest of the Friends, uh, other than uh, What's-Her-Name or, or Rachel Anderson or whatever her name is. Uh, who obviously had a tremendous career after Friends, but uh, the rest of them, let's see, David Schwimmer, I think I saw him in Band of Brothers, uh, the first uh, episode of that, and that was about it I, as far as his career has gone. He might have been in other things, there's nothing I've seen. Um, and uh, Courtney Cox, she, I mean, I think she, I know she had other TV shows, but I, I don't remember her ever being like as popular as her Friends days. And uh, that's got to be weird. It's got to be weird to have a really successful show and have it end when you're like 30. <laughs> so you still got like another 30 years of work ahead of you. I mean, or at least, you know, a substantial amount of your career ahead of you. And the odds are you're never going to match that success again. Oh, Matt LeBrock and Jennifer a Anderson. Was it Jennifer? Yeah, I guess it is Jennifer. Yeah. Who, who's Rachel? Oh, that's her character. That's right. <laughs> I didn't really watch that show that much uh, off and on. I don't watch I don't watch a lot of sitcoms in the last 10 or 15 years, really. I mean, I realize uh, Friends is, is actually even older than that. Basically, after 91, 19, 1990, I think, I stopped watching TV for 
basically ever. <laughs> I've never got back into watching it. I, I'll get back into it in, in periods here, especially now that you know I have a couple months off every year, and like I'll that's like I got into Game of Thrones, but I'm not a like sit down and watch TV person anymore. I just don't do it. Like uh, sometimes I'll sit down and watch something with my wife. Uh, and like there's certain shows i'd like to catch like wandavision but like once once i watch wandavision's next episode tomorrow i'll be done watching tv really like i don't come home and turn it on i'm sitting here in front of a, a tv right now that gets turned on like when i want to play rocksmith and that's it i don't just don't watch tv on the regular and i think it's becoming more and more common uh i've talked to a lot of you guys and a lot of you guys don't have like sit down in front of the tv after you get home from work thing anymore it's starting to become rarer and rarer. Uh, a lot of it's because, you know, you can, with a lot of TV being on demand now, you don't have to catch things at a certain time. So you don't have to sit down if you want to catch that. Um, and I, and a lot of it is just like the entire culture is moving away from that. At least I think so. Am I in the, uh, there's, it, it can't be. There's lots of people still have to be doing it. It seems for, because, you know, it's as far as like media and commercials and, way it being driven there still has to be a huge audience but most people when i talk to them they don't really tell me they watch a lot of tv uh like drag says snowfall is the only thing he's watching right now um i guess maybe i just don't hang out with the people that do that i mean there are exceptions my wife watches tv all the time it, it's her thing uh and there's nothing wrong with that uh you know, she and she enjoys watching the different movies and TVs and show, and that's and that's how she occupies herself when she doesn't have anything better to do. She also only does that fucking not well when we're off work. She does it a fair amount, but she's also the type of person that doesn't like to be sitting around doing nothing. So a lot of times, like uh, like she went out and got a second job just because she, she didn't want to be sitting around. <laughs> that sort of person, but her but her entertainment is TVs and movies. I mean, excuse me, TV shows and movies. One second. Oh, sorry, throat's bothering me today. Um, to so you know, to each their own. Like you know, Cap says, I dab and jerk off to Oculus porn, which is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> Although not the Oculus porn too much. I gotta wait for the wife to be out of the house with that one. It'd be kind of awkward for her to walk in with me wearing wearing the headset and all. <laughs> Yeah, so and that doesn't get used all that often, really. <laughs> uh, that's a fun mental image. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Drag says, sports are the only thing he watches uh, TV for, really. Or especially live TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? I guess sports really are the only thing that, that is keeping uh, live TV going, really, with the rest of it being available at whatever you want. I mean, obviously, sports are available whenever you want, really. But with sports, it's the the live aspect that makes it um special at least for me uh i the only sport I, I follow is mma but for me watching it live is a completely different experience to the point where if i don't catch the live of the live fights i normally don't watch them like uh you know they're, they're all available on the internet uh all over the place after it's over but if i don't catch the fights live i'll look up the highlights you know and and watch the clips of any of good knockouts or submissions and stuff but i don't go back and watch the fights once i already know who, who won it's it doesn't it's not the same it's it's not nearly as entertaining um but when you watch them live you know you don't know what's going to happen you don't know it you know like i suppose if i uh went into the events blind 
you know what I'm saying? Where uh, like I didn't get a chance to, to watch it Saturday night. So you get up Sunday and stay off the fucking internet. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, watch the stuff before you, before you, uh, you know, go back on the internet. But I don't do that. <laughs> I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is check my internet news and, you know, and see who won and lost. Cause I, I, you know, I just don't like not knowing. So, but the live events are so just so much more fun, you know? And, uh, kind of wish I had friends that, uh, liked MMA as well. Although it's been a long time since I've stayed up late to watch one anyways. Um, one of the best things about doing this podcast is that uh, I've developed a group of friends that watch UFC fights with me. I don't, although, although uh, lately it's been watching UFC fights without me because I've been too tired and going to bed. Uh, for those of you who are in the UFC, something you really should watch out for is something called Sly Dog's Fight Companion. He, they normally come on right after the shows, uh, my show's over, so sometime between 7 and 8 o'clock, and they're going to be on UFC Fight Nights. He does almost all of them, and all it is is it's a group of people hanging out and watching the fights, and I highly recommend it. It's a really good time. Um, there's nothing better than shooting the shit with some cool people while you're watching uh, people get the fuck beat out of them, so I highly recommend it. <clears throat> Um, to the point where I, I'm always bummed out that I, I don't attend many of them anymore because they go pretty late because the fights go pretty late and, and I got to work in the morning and all this good shit. So, but anyways, yeah, so I, I highly regard that. Excuse me. I highly recommend that rather. All right, let's see what else we got. Let's go back over to the, uh, um, OG and see if there's anything else. Uh, nope, we don't do politics. We know that's politics. Mm, that's politics. Oh, you see how much politics bore me? Jesus, that's how much politics bore me. They're okay, they're talking about Battlestar Galactica, which I can talk about by um saying I don't know anything about Battlestar Galactica. I watched the original series, but I've never watched the new series, which is weird because it seems like it'd be right up my alley, but I've watched like two or three episodes of the first season and it didn't hook me, which is weird because people fucking love the new series. All my geek friends are fucking, you know, was said it was amazing. Uh, that and Babylon 5, both of those are two ones I've just never been able to get into. Um, Wolf Castle says you don't have basements in California. You don't have basements in California? Why? Basements are super useful. Uh, I mean, is it, cause, is it an earthquake thing? Um, and yes, I realize I, I, I am right back to work, uh, Mr. Dickie Greenleaf. Uh, but I was trying to keep my uh, sleep schedule somewhat normal. <laughs> that being the case, I always just got tired by, you know, by 7, 8 o'clock. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to our doctor about it. I sleep 10 or 11 hours a day. I really do. Um, now that will get cut down now because I'm back to work. Eventually I'll be getting like probably six hours of sleep a night. But uh, the last three or four months I've slept fucking like from seven, seven thirty till six o'clock, eight o'clock until six o'clock, you know, um, every night. And I thought eventually I'd start waking up earlier because, you know, clearly I'm well rested, but no, no. Left to my own devices. I sleep about 10 hours a day, sometimes 11. And occasionally, and even then, I have to make myself get up because I'm afraid I'll throw off my sleep schedule. Honestly speaking, I think if I would let myself, I'd probably sleep about 12 hours a day. And no, it has nothing to do with the copious amounts of ganja I smoke all day. Because <laughs> it has nothing to do with it at all. I don't, I, maybe, probably. <laughs> 
<sighs> but I am I am glad to be back in the working out thing. Uh, I'm not doing a lot because I don't have a lot of time in the morning right now. I'm feeling rushed. Um, like like this morning I w- was a, a, a lifting weights day and literally all I did was bench press and bent over rows. And I looked at the clock and I was like, ah, I don't really have time to do anything else. So I think I might have to start getting up earlier, which I really don't want to do. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just do like fucking a half hour of yoga one day and a half and just uh, bench press and and uh, bent over row the next day because it because it took like a half hour really. Is that one? Is that a yeah? I guess that would be a push and a pull, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, I I, I that is fucking the bare minimum really. I would really, uh, really like to do more. I rest a minute and a half between sets. Uh, I do five sets of five. Uh, in actual, well, I wanted to. I did five sets of five for the uh, bench press. The um, for the bent over rows, I ended up doing like three sets of eight because I was trying to get, I was trying to do three sets of 10 because I was in a hurry. Uh, and I figured, you know, three sets of 10 would be quicker than five sets of five. <laughs> um, I can't do legs. I, I've done legs quite a bit. Uh, I've done, uh, as people who listen to the show a while know, I was on like a fairly um, strict routine five days a week uh, working out. And, uh, And uh, it, uh, I can't, uh, I have uh, like groin issues, uh, like uh, hernias and different muscle damage shit there. And uh, the, as much as I tried to work out my legs, it's, it doesn't work out well. Like I kept on having fails and like not being able to lift after one rep. And it's one of the reasons why I went back to doing yoga because yoga, I can use to strengthen my legs without fucking hurting myself, which is what the problem was. Um, and do you do a minute and a half rest for five reps? Yeah, yes, yes, I do. Uh, I looked it up. That's pro- that's what the vast majority of things said that was was about right. Um, he can do. <laughs> okay, so uh, you can do put. And Dicky says you can do push pulls uh, for all opposing muscle groups: uh, biceps, tries, quads, ham, shoulders. Um, yeah, I, and once again, I I am just now getting back to work uh, and adjusting my schedule. I uh, right now I don't have as much time before I go to work as I want. Uh, once everything's set up, I think I'll ha- I think I'll have close to my normal hour, um, so I will be able to um, get more workout in because normally because nor- an hour workout is what I normally did, and uh, like on a regular day, a regular workout, I could do um, bench press, uh, bent over rows. <sighs> Um, chest flies, um, skull crushers, and um, no, that's about it. Yeah, I can normally get about five different lifts in an hour. Um, sometimes six, depending on, on how it's going. So, um, I'm sure I'll be back to doing that really soon. Sir, many asked what Battlestar Galactica is. It's a uh, sci-fi show that was on a while ago. It actually was on twice. There was a uh, late '70s '80s version of it, I think. And then also, and then in the 2000s, they came out with a, a, a reboot of it. It's supposed to be really good, but I've never watched any of it, really. Wolf Castle says he used to watch really old TV shows like Batman and Robin from the 60s and Buck Rogers. I love Buck Rogers, although Buck Rogers, I think, is from the early 80s. Um, but yeah, that was a great show. Fucking, we talked about that just uh, last night on the show, I think about how it's had almost all of the same uh, actors from the uh, movie transitioned over to the TV show. 
well, yeah, it's the same area as WKRP, but it was uh, aimed at a more of my age group at that point. <laughs> oh, let's see. We got time for one more thing, right? Yeah. Um, I mentioned this to some of my friends the other day, but I'll talk about it to you. Did you know that uh, the cutscenes from fucking um, that Mortal Kombat series where they did with DC superheroes, uh, Injustice and Injustice 2, do you know if you watch those all together, it makes for a fairly fucking good movie? <laughs> Especially the second one. The first one was good, but the graphics were kind of old, kind of bad. But for the second one, they improved it enough that, like, and if you take all the cutscenes together for it, it's like a fucking um, three-hour movie. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing uh on my spare time off and off and on uh, the last couple of days is, is watching bits of this movie. And it, it made for a pretty good fucking movie. I mean, it's cutscenes from a Mortal Kombat DC type type video game, but it was pretty good. And um, I uh, have, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine. He said, there's lots of things like that. There, there's like, there's a couple um, different good clips out there from different um, video games that make, uh, make for a movie. And God, I can't remember which ones you were talking about, too. I'd have to go back and look at the conversation again. But uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I felt kind of silly doing it. Uh, let's say they said Metal Gear. Um, and uh, a couple other ones as well. And yes, I, I, I told you I don't watch any TV, but I stream video on my computer. I don't know if the cutscenes from a video game qualifies me watching TV. I guess it possibly does. I tell you, know, I'll tell you guys, I do watch some stuff. It's just not a regular thing. Ah, yeah, there you go. There you go. And they said uh, the Star Wars prequels all edited into one movie is good. That's not the same thing as, as you know as the video game thing, but I bet you that would be fucking awesome because there were good parts of all the prequels, uh, especially when you look at the newer ones. <laughs> you know. Uh, I remember all the Star Wars people shitting on the prequels when they first came out. Um, I was not a huge Star Wars person either way, so it didn't bother me. The prequels, I thought, were okay. Um, Jar Jar Binks bothered the fuck out of me. <laughs> but other than that, the, the movies I thought were better than people gave them credit for. And with the newer movies coming out, coming out, having come out, and doing so poorly for most people, a lot of people now agree with me <laughs> that the prequels weren't that bad. Um, and I contend that the third one uh, was a good movie. The first one, eh, the second one, eh, the third one, I think was a good movie, really. <laughs> Passive J, how do your farts compare to the New Zealand earthquake? Yours an 8.6. I don't know. I've never had a Geiger, not a Geiger count. I've never had a seismograph uh, uh, actually uh, register them. That'd be a good idea. Maybe we should do that. Can you rent a seismograph? Can you get a portable one? Is there like household seismographs? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I just wish I could I had a fart for you guys right now. I don't, though. <laughs> and no, my wife does not want to divorce me over them. That's a joke. Um, I hope. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think we're going to call it a night. I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't want to do this show today. Um, and through the entire show, I didn't want to do the show today. It's been a bad day for me. Um, but I made a commitment that I was going to do a show. And when I commit to something, I do it. That's maybe the only good quality I, I, I have, I think, is that if I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. So um, there's your show, guys. Uh, I apologize that it wasn't the high quality, high energy, happy-go-lucky show that it normally is. But you got to take the good with the bad, right? I'm going to be back tomorrow to do this shit all over again. 
Sometimes I don't know why, <laughs> but I will. You guys can't get rid of me that easy. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening in. Can't do the show without you. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow at six. Until then, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Theme tune for the OG. Thanks, Juice.